The mystery and the miracle of the birth of Christ was the fulfillment of the promise that God would be with his people. The very name Emmanuel means God with us, and Jesus Christ is our Emmanuel. In this study, Scott Pauley reminds us of our ever-present Savior, God with us. My faithful pastor said to us for years that our vision of God would determine everything else, that how we see the Lord would be the determining factor of how we saw people and circumstances and ourselves and difficulty. And I want you to know I've lived long enough now to know that is exactly right. In Judges chapter 6, the angel of the Lord, I believe, the pre-incarnate Christ, the Lord's great messenger, comes to a man named Gideon to make him the judge of Israel at a most difficult time, a season of Midianite oppression. He finds him cowering in a corner, but he transforms him into a man that could be greatly used to the Lord. Aren't you glad for the grace of God? And in our last study, we talked about the fact that he changed his perspective. He, he helped Gideon to begin to look through God's eyes. That began by seeing himself as God saw him, not as a coward, but as a man chosen of God, ordained of God for a purpose. And then, not only to see himself as God saw him, but then to see the enemy as God saw the enemy. And how did God see the enemy as a defeated foe? But Now we come to the real crux of the whole thing. The only way you can see yourself like you ought to see yourself, and the only way you can see others as you ought to see others, is you have to see God as you ought to see God. You see, the Word of God is a mirror on us, but it's also a great lens on God. It gives us a clear view of who God is. And I want you to know that Christ not only wants you to see yourself a certain way and see the enemy a certain way, he wants you to see him a certain way. It's not about who we are. It's all about who he is. And so we pick up our, our study today where we left off in Judges chapter 6 and verse 16 where the Bible says, And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee. And thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Let me give you four things today to, to remember about Christ. Four things that you need to remember about the God who is with you. Here's the first. It's the most obvious. It's the starting point, and it is this. He's present. He's present. He's not distant. He's near. He's not speaking from far, far away. No, he's right where you are. The angel came exactly where Gideon was, threshing wheat by the wine press, uh, sitting under an oak there. The Lord knew where he was, and the Lord knows where you are, and the Lord is present, and it's revealed in this beautiful little word, with. Surely I will be with thee. Aren't you glad God is with you, and he's made it so you can be with him today? God is present. And then God is not only present, Verse 17, the Bible says, And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. He's personal. This is beautiful, isn't it? The Lord says to him, I'm with you. And Gideon, a little skeptical, a little uncertain. We all are there from time to time. Uh, the, the most blessed people still have their question marks. Uh, Gideon asked for some sign, but notice what he wants to know. He said, I, I want to... Make sure I'm understanding this. You're actually talking with me. You're talking to me. Friend, God is with you, and God will speak to you today. And notice, please, I love this. He says, if I found grace in thy sight, it's always grace that God would speak to us. 
always grace. Never deserved, always grace. If I could give you an interesting parallel, we don't have time to study it in our brief moments today, but you ought to compare the conversation that Gideon has with God in Judges 6 to the conversation Moses had with God in Exodus 3 because they're parallel. It's the same conversation. We all have the same conversations with God, you see, but aren't you glad the Lord wants to speak to every one of us? And so God answers his prayer. Beginning in verse 18, the Bible says, Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee, and bring forth my present, and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid, and unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour, the flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and brought it out unto him under the oak, and presented it. And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes, and lay them upon this rock, and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes, and there rose up fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cake. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Here's a third thing you need to remember. You need to remember that he's present. You need to remember that he's personal, and you need to remember that he is powerful. This is not just another person. This is the person. And notice, fire comes. Do you remember what the Bible says of our Lord in the New Testament, that our God is a consuming fire? Gideon brings lunch to the angel, and he prepares it, and he presents it, and God consumes it. <laughs> May I say to you, the question is not whether he can consume the enemy. God can consume the Midianites, and God can consume your enemy today. I say again, the question is not whether he can consume the enemy. The question is whether we're going to let him consume us, whether we're going to let the fire of God touch our lives. God reveals himself here as fire, as consumer, as the one who, who sets everything on fire, uh, the one who purges and burns and shines. And I want to say, oh, God, do that in my life today. So God is present, God is personal, God is powerful. And then we read the last of the story, beginning in verse 22. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God. And in my Bible, look in your Bible, in Judges 6, verse 22, there's an exclamation point. I love this. God turned the question marks into exclamation points. He straightened them out and made them exclamation points. Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee. Fear not, thou shalt not die. And Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet an Ophrah of the Abizrites. You know the meaning of Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Based on what the Lord said in him in verse 23, Peace be unto thee. And so here's the fourth thing you need to remember today about Christ, the God who is with you. He is present. He is personal. He is powerful. But fourth, he is peace. Aren't you glad that Christ is peace? The only way to have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. The only way to have the peace of God in your heart and mind, let the Lord Jesus Christ rule in your heart and mind. I love the fact he says to him, peace be unto thee, and then immediately says, fear not. You know what God's peace does? When God's peace comes in, fear goes out. So the peace of God is greater than the fear of man. Uh, the peace of God settles these lesser fears. 
Think of this. Gideon's about to go to war, and what does God give him? God gives him peace. Peace for the battle, peace in the midst of the strife and the conflict and the opposition. And friend, he will do that for you today. David Livingston once famously said, Lord, send me anywhere. Someone took that prayer and made a beautiful chorus out of it, a beautiful song. Lord, send me anywhere, only go with me. Friend, he is with you today. See, Austin Miles was a pharmacist who led music in his church. And at middle age, he left his pharmacy work and went full-time into the Lord's work and began writing songs. He wrote some famous hymns like In the Garden. But one of my favorites, see, Austin Miles wrote this, If Jesus goes with me, I'll go anywhere. Tis heaven to me, where'er I may be, if he is there. I count it a privilege here, his cross to bear. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go anywhere. I'm glad to report to you today on the authority of the word of God. He's going with you. He's present, he's personal, he's powerful, and he is your peace. And friend, God is with you. During busy seasons of life, it is important to be consciously aware of God's presence. In all seasons and in all circumstances, God has promised you his presence. Emmanuel is not simply a name, it is a promise. Be sure to visit enjoyingthejourney.org and sign up to receive Scott's weekly newsletter, Helping Your Joy, delivered each Thursday to your inbox. Your joy will be helped with short devotionals, ministry updates, and Scott's upcoming itinerary. Simply click on the subscribe link in the top right-hand corner. From Scott and all of us here at Enjoying the Journey, thank you for allowing us to be an encouragement to you.